Well, you know what that sound means. It's a new season over here on the Make Community Podcast. We are so excited that uh, you're back with us. And it is January of 2024. Like it's, it. it's a new year. Uh, and it's uh, it's fun. I got my uh, my regular co-host over here, Amanda Nelson, who's got a camera in my face right now. Um, That's and pretty standard. It is pretty standard. Yeah. Um, and is that video or is that photo right now? I'm this guessing is video. video. Yeah. So you're getting this audio right now. So if you're on our Instagram page, you're probably hearing me say this while you're watching it. Um, but Amanda's right there. She's hanging out with me on the microphone. And then right across the table from her is uh, our executive pastor, Roger Blumenthal, sitting over here to my Good right. Good morning. Um, uh, hey, let's let's give him a little hand clap. Oh, Woo. that's music. Let's not do that. Let's do this. There we go. Right, we're really, really glad you're here. Glad you're here. Um, we applaud you. Um, so, man, we are, I feel like it's been like in church church time, it feels like it's been like six months since we've done this. Forever. It's been like a month. And so uh, much has happened <laughs> in that month. Uh, so a quick recap. We uh, When was our last episode? First part of December? First part of December. Um, since then, we've had Christmas Eve services where we had over 10,000 people join us here at Pantano. Insane. Absolutely amazing. Um, we had hundred and. 12 baptisms on Christmas Eve Eve and Eve services. We um, we ended with 690 baptisms for the year. Mm. Um, we had a New Year's Eve block party. First, so much fun. First ever. I'm not going to say first annual because I'm not sure it's an annual thing yet, yeah. but it was the first ever. And uh, man, we had a, a couple thousand people engage with that with us. And we did three ball drops and confetti and we had a pre-show mm-hmm. and we had bingo. By the way, who knew bingo was like Kino it in this state? slammed in there. Oh my gosh. It, it was so night. wild. Yeah. I was, I, I couldn't get over how many people are like I like these people like to gamble. They love it. Like we <laughs> and should they were winning some major prizes. I'm like, we gotta do church like church fundraising strategy. We're gonna yeah. have casino night. And Ooh, uh yeah, nah, we're not doing no, that. No, we're probably not. We'll probably never do that. <laughs> but it sounds like a great idea. Um and then then we kicked into the first of the year and uh we started a brand new series two weeks ago called I Wish. And uh this whole series is a relationship series and not a marriage series, even though we've talked about marriage a lot. Uh the first week we talked about I wish I had a better marriage. Yep. Uh, this last week we talked about, I uh, wish sex was not an issue and, uh, you know, two really light subjects to start the year with super light, the super light. really, big, really easy, no. really lean Very into the year, just kind of ease your way into 2024. Yeah. Uh, or we could just smack you in the mouth with two sermons that are like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, and then yesterday, um, as w- when you're hearing this, it'll be Wednesday, but on Monday of this past week, um, we, we just decided to do, uh, I, I've just been really convicted that, Men need to really be the spiritual leaders that they're called to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, with zero promotion, this is what's hilarious. Like the, we didn't promote it. We didn't put it on social media. We didn't have a video for it. We didn't put it in the announcements. You did call everybody out though. I, I did call <laughs> dudes out. So I but got it was like two minutes, it, one time right. each service. So I, I got on stage. If you were in service on Sunday and I literally just I asked all the guys to stand up and they pretty much were pretty sure they were getting baited into something, which they <laughs> we were. Did, yeah. And uh, literally just called them to show up or shut up. Yep. And I thought, you know what? I, I really thought I was like, we'll have 40, 50 guys show up. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll get in a, we'll put, we'll just get in kind of a little room together and hang out. We had the high school side. I got here at like 10 minutes to five yesterday. I'm opening gates. Grady's running around doing <laughs> his Grady thing, being MacGyver. And uh, we get everything set up in the student union. And all of a sudden I like Robert comes in and he's like, Hey, you got to walk out here for a minute. And I walked out and it looked like, remember in field of dreams at the end of the movie, yeah. where you see the line of cars. <laughs> I looked at Houghton Road and it was standstill and yep. I, we officially broke Houghton Road on Monday yep. morning at 530 in the morning and at about 545 we realized this is not going to fit that in the fit. student union no. so we came over to the auditorium. Uh, we had a few hundred guys show up here on on Monday in January at 6 a.m. Yep. for an hour and now they're just 
I was just showing Roger before we went live. I've got wives that have been sending me messages of thank you. I don't know what you guys did. Well, I'm like, well, it's, it's man church. What happens in man church stays, stays in man church. Stays there. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> but we gave man cards to every guy that showed up yesterday. <laughs> and um, so if I hear from any of your wives, men that are listening, that you tell them what we talked about, I'm taking your man card. All right. You don't. You you'll be in four <laughs> weeks suspension from your man more. card. And um, so anyway, it's just been a crazy six week stretch. Yeah. And very productive. And uh, you, uh, Roger, you actually have a marriage class. Uh, we can't call it a class anymore. It's no longer a <laughs> no, class. No, it's more of a seminar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so wh- why don't you talk about what that is? Because we did this, I wish I had a better marriage. And we talked about what does it look like to lean into that relationship, the marriage relationship. I, I really believe Satan, one of Satan's greatest tools is to destroy the family unit and go mm-hmm. after marriage. And you're Absolutely. you're doing a class. Tell everybody the name of the class. It's uh, marriage is easy, but it takes hard work. Yeah, did you come up with that? Because that's clever. Uh, yeah, I came up with that. It's uh, so accurate. That, that's it's the most true statement on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And the the principles are very simple. And what you said about Satan attacking marriage is the picture in Scripture of our relationship with God. The church is the bride of Christ. I mean, that symbol symbolism is just all throughout Scripture. And so Satan doesn't want our families to be successful. He doesn't want our marriages to be successful. Right. But the key is it's not hard. I mean, it's hard work, but it's really simple if we will just practice what what works. And right. so it's getting back to the basics, and, and we'll just hammer those things home. So uh, this is bonus content if you're listening to the podcast. Um, could you give a, a preview, cliff notes? What are those things that are so easy, Roger? So... They take hard work, but communication, conflict resolution, and being on the same page spiritually are the keys. And we're going to, we'll really t- unpack those scripturally. We'll unpack them in a relationship and we'll keep hammering them, hammering them yeah. uh, till people find the freedom in them. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds mildly like every relationship in life. If mm-hmm. you do these things. But it, I think you live so long in your marriage and you're just day to day, you're doing the same things that you forget you get how distracted. you get distracted. You're watching things on TV that show. And you start acting like that and you just forget. And I think these kind of classes are smart and important because it brings us back to remember these are the tools we need to have a successful, respectful marriage. Yeah. Amen. Well, and, and here's what's funny. We uh, originally you were planning on how many for this class. <laughs> oh, I usually have, you know, five, ten couples. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at a time. anywhere nice. from 10 to 20 people. Mm-hmm. Um how many do you have coming now? <laughs> we are um, planning for about, uh, there's somewhere between 80 and 100 who have finished their assessment. Um, couples. Couples, yes. Couples, keyword. Yeah. So you're going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of anywhere from 150 to 200 people. Yep. And so we've opened far. the doors. We had a waiting list. We decided to open the waiting list. Everybody's uh, motivated, so we're going to take advantage of it, open the doors, let people come in, and then we'll do next steps and really help people. And take what they've learned and then take what, where do they need to go from there? In my opinion, sorry to interrupt, no, is even if you think like, well, no, we're doing good. I still think it's a good class slash seminar to do. You may think you're doing okay, but it's always good to keep refreshing those tools. And Well, based off the shame you put your husband what? through this week for not no making it thing. to, uh, I think you and Adam should sign up. No, we are. Actually, I think you should sign up. I definitely. <laughs> I need a lot of classes. Because Adam won't set his alarm. He'll miss it. But at least you can show up and take the notes for <laughs> him. Accurate. That'd be good. Well, it yeah. is at 1230. So if you're sleeping through that. That's yeah. He's got some issues. Then yeah. we have yeah. another thing. Well, that's about. called nap time. Yeah. That, that's a whole he different, does that's take a whole a 20 different minute place. He nap at that time. Yeah. But, by the way, so <laughs> I got home last night and I'd been here since Odark 30. And Isaiah and all staff and uh, we had some other things Easy yesterday. Busy. We yeah. were all over staff and... Um, I fell asleep at 6.30 on the couch last night, and Laura literally wakes me up, and she's like, 
you you all right? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not all right. Um, it, it, before we dive into all this bigger conversation, I we are in a new year. And did you guys have a good end of year getting into the new year? How was your How was your Christmas and New Year time? Roger? It was great. All our girls came in uh, from around the country. So um, uh, two son-in-laws, grandson, all the kids. So we just had a great time together, uh, celebrated. And then they all went home and then we went on this spring cleaning kick that mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I've heard Robin yeah. talk about this. Yes, and she's still in the mode. I uh, think she's in the cleaning. Night. You're in. You're in the fields. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, um, no, I'm. I'm busy right now. I got other things <laughs> to do. I go to work. <laughs> she, the way she affectionately described you to me is that you're a hoarder of all things from your childhood. Affectionately, though. Affectionately, affectionately. yeah. Just affectionately. because I have boxes I haven't opened in 30 years. Come on now. That's mm. not hoarding at all. It's my life. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever makes you sleep better at night, Raj. Um, uh, Amanda, how about you guys? Good, good no, it's time for Christmas, New Year's. This was your yeah. first year on a church staff through it this was. season. How was that for you? Well, it's funny because usually I have huge, I, I host things for my family. So this year it wasn't big. It was just my small, immediate family. But I had to navigate that. Usually I host Christmas Eve, but I was busy on Christmas Eve. Really? I, what'd, yeah. you do? what'd you do you on know, Christmas Eve? I was on Eve? stage with Frank. And <laughs> that's, a, for, that's a full-time job for, right there. It was, a, it was fun. Um, so no, it, this was the fastest year of my life working in a church time flies but time doesn't make sense in church at world. all it's already <laughs> almost like we're halfway through january more than halfway through and i don't yeah. even know where time went but yeah. it was fantastic i learned a lot i've met so many people and then the new year's eve was fun so i came into 2024 excited happy joyful hey, i want to i want to brag on amanda a little bit so i was on rich birch's podcast on seminary i've been on there twice and uh, actually was just on this recent episode last week and i just happened to mention like we got a pretty dang good social media communications department person talked about Amanda talked about Robert. He reaches out and now she's going to be speaking on a zoom call to church leaders all over the country about how to do social media and engagement with people online. Well, well since she's been here, what's our engagement? I mean, it's, Oh, it's it, well, like within 6, the first three months, percent. it went up like 860%, I think yeah. was the number. Uh, and it's gotta be way beyond that at this point. Um, but it, to go from minimal percent of engagement to our goal is to engage every person that hits online. You've yep. done an unbelievable job in 2023 with that. Can't wait to see what that does. 2024, our online campus is exploding. Mm-hmm. Like it, it yep. just is ramping up again. Um, but anyhow, so we, we did, I wish I had a better marriage. You've got your seminar coming and now we're going to call it a seminar cause that's what it is. It is um, it, it, when you get above like 30 people, it's a seminar. Um, it, you know, it changes the dynamic, it changes yes. the dynamic. <laughs> uh, also we, uh, we told people they could sign up for the, um, weekend to remember up mm-hmm. in Ventana Canyon. March 22nd. Um, and a lot of people ask me, Hey, is that a Pantano event? No, it is mm-hmm. not. It is a, an event that we, we get behind, we stand behind, we encourage you to go to Robert and his wife went last year. Yep. Um, we've Loved had other it. pastors go. Have you and Robin been to it? Yep. Um, so it, it's a just, a, and it's, and if you're a pastor listening to this and you live in the area or you don't, it's actually free for pastors. Yeah. Uh, I saw that on their website. Yeah. When you register right below. And for military, if you're military, it's actually uh, half off. So you get, uh, you get it half off for if you're in the military. And it's 8750 per person. So half off of that. So okay. It's a good deal. All right. 80, yeah. What's half of 8750 there? You know, I mean, somewhere around 44, 25. <laughs> 
43, <laughs> you, you got close. Good Thank job. You. Good job. I'm proud yeah, of you. At I least you were in the neighborhood. I, I was expecting I to be like, it's like 65. And I'm like, no, that's, Whoa. that's not how it works. You probably expected uh, that. I, I did. She's in I social did. media. Not, that, not no, in that's true. She's not the accountant. She's yeah. the social media guru. Um, so the first week talking about marriage, like if you look at just, uh, I've been in ministry now 25 years, Roger, you, well, you've got socks older in 25 years. You've been, how long have you been in ministry now? Long time. How long have you been in ministry now? Yeah, say it because I want to know. I'm like, based off I, how old I am. I really. I think, I think this is actually a cool thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm in. It's three. beautiful. Um, nine. Let's see, eighty-seven. I was three. Sorry, I had. To. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help but wow. you're a baby. So what? Thirty-five years. <clears throat> yep. You don't look like that happened then. Thanks. That's because I haven't been a lead pastor. What was the so. sentence you just said? It doesn't look like it hap- that happened. Th- what happened then? I don't understand what happened. Like you don't look like that happened then. Like I don't even know. You, you don't look like you got blown up then, but you look great. You look great. Um, That's what I meant. So thirty-five years, you've been around a lot of marriage. You've been around a lot of family. Um, you know, as we talked about wishing we had a better marriage, what would you say uh, outside? Let me say this: outside of relationship with Jesus. What would you say is the number one thing that you've watched marriages wrestle that they could instantly go, you know, if we could just shift this, it would, it would give us maybe a better marriage today. Oh, definitely communication. Mm-hmm. It's being able to say what you mean and hear what somebody else has said. Yeah. That clarity um, is it. People go off the rails very quickly. So how do you teach that though? I mean, how do you just, how do you get a couple that doesn't know how to communicate at all to go, Hey, we figured this out. Yeah, well, Scripture's pretty clear about the words we should say, how we should say those things. Um, so we unpack that. But So that discipline and that learning what's fair to say, what's not, but then also learning how to listen. And then we have some very simple communication tools that we teach that just bring such clarity that stop arguments way before they start. And if you practice them and learn them and then are disciplined to use them, it changes your communication. And it's simple. Yeah. So what's like, cause I, I've got, I've got a fuse like this long, like I can get from zero to a hundred in like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your Tesla you drive got nothing on me yeah. when I'm in a when it spot. Comes to your yeah. Fuse, yeah. Um, so how, what for, for guys like me that they hear everything through the filter of, well, I don't know if that's what you meant, but that's what I heard. So now I'm ticked. Boom. Here we go. Yep. So what's we all have filters, right? We all hear things. We all have whatever it is in our past, our backgrounds, uh, trauma, no trauma, just our belief systems. We all have filters, but you can instant. And Rob and I do this all the time. In fact, we laugh when we do it because we, we know what's happening. Is you know when you say the same thing a little louder because yeah. the person didn't respond the mm-hmm. right way. They so you don't think they heard you and understood. So you just say it a little louder. The same words. <laughs> it's not any more effective than it mm-hmm. was the first time. All it takes is for one person to stop and say what'd you hear me say? Mm. Or what I heard you just say is this. And once that's on the table, you can deal with what's actually being said and what's Mm. being talked about. And then you can address it and go, wait, no, that's not what I meant. Let me try that again. I'll use different words this time and, and say it. Um, or somebody can say, okay, I'll give you another chance. Try it again. What are you trying to say? So what you're telling me is the American tourist in a foreign country principle does not work in marriage. (laughs) If I just say it louder and slower, (laughs) maybe you will get it. Oh, my gosh. I laugh at that because when Robin talks to uh, anyone on the 
they have any kind of a ac- foreign accent on the phone. She just starts uh, talking slower mm. and louder. And I just laugh because it doesn't make It's not going to help. It's not no. helping at all. But that's what we do in our marriages. Yep. Yeah. If right. I just, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to talk like you're dumb. Yeah. And then they take it. They perceive yeah. it. So and then do it's like, what are you saying? I'm dumb. Yep. My, my wife's phrase to me for years has been, uh, I heard you the first four times you said it. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, well, let me say the fifth because obviously it's not working. Like you didn't hear it, <laughs> you haven't changed. And, and, yeah. and she's like, "You want to try that again?" And oh, I'm like, and like, "Nope, <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't." Um, but it is. It's it's hard. It's hard work. It's easy, but it's hard work. Yep. Um, and it's a. I think it's a daily recommitment to wake up and go. All right, I, I'm gonna try to be better than I was yesterday. Well, and you get tired, and it just because you're you live together and you're always talking, you get lazy. You get lazy, and I think the big one. This is for us is. It's, we're not listening We're you're talking and I'm waiting for what I'm going to say next. So I'm not hearing what you're saying. I'm preparing my response, which yep. means I didn't hear you or I'm selecting what I did hear. And then you're now I'm mad because you didn't even listen to what I just said, yeah. which is what's helpful for me then to engage you would be. Mm-hmm. So what did you just hear me say? Yeah. I, when you said that a minute ago, I was like noted, I'm going to start, I'm going to tell Adam like this for is what it's worth, I didn't hear anything you just said. Well, that's, I just wasn't even listening. That's a normal for our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a principle, a biblical principle, Galatians 5, one says it is for freedom that Christ set us free. And marriage is about that experience of freedom to love and be loved. We forget that we lose that. And that's why one of the reasons I'm so passionate about marriages is because that's what God intends for us. Right. And we, we surrender it. We give it up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have freedom to love and be loved. Yep. Step into that, experience it, embrace it, show it off and let other people be jealous of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, so let me, let me shift gears because that was, that was last week. We talked about marriage last week. Um, This last week, we talked about this little three-letter word that makes people really uncomfortable in church, Mm -hmm. which is really funny to me because most people aren't uncomfortable with it anywhere else. We've become very comfortable with... It's all over. All things sex and culture. (laughs) That's what we talked about this weekend with sex. And it it was so fun. I wish you guys could have been in my perspective on the platform. I bet you felt it in the air. Because people just (laughs) stopped. At one point, I started making eye contact with people to see how long I could make eye contact with them until they would just do this. You saw a lot of top of heads. Oh, yeah. I know what everybody's forehead looks like because they were all sitting (laughs) like this. I I literally saw one guy that did not have a phone, uh, have a phone, just looking at his hand. And he had it like he was holding a phone. He was like this. You'll never know. And I was like. Bro, I can see you don't have a device in your hand. Like you, you, you can, you. My eyes are right here. Nice you try. can look right here. Um, here's what's interesting about this topic, especially, and we didn't, we we've not had hardly any of this, but this becomes really hot button on a couple places. One, people that didn't grow up in church that talk about this, mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, I'm not sure. I like that we're talking about this." Okay, um, if you don't like we're talking about it, there's a whole lot of scripture you don't like. Yep. I mean, there's there's an entire book dedicated to this subject you know i solomon does a really really explicit job of talking about that that's a good word yeah Yeah. i mean and then you've got things in scripture where uh, again i've only got 30 minutes on a sunday morning 35 minutes roughly to tackle an issue and so i know there's people who are like well you didn't talk about this you didn't like i had somebody come up and go well i you didn't you didn't say between a man and a woman you didn't say and i'm like okay time out like i made i made a couple caveats in this message on sunday where i'm like Okay, here's the deal. We're talking about marriages that are looking to have a healthy relationship. If you're in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. this this is not the conversation today. There's mm-hmm. we actually offered counseling at the yeah. end of our uh, of our time on Sunday. 
I just, in 35 minutes, I don't have time to unpack every nuance of every subject, every topic. Um, but we can talk about some of that here. And, but I started with a phrase and I, I'd be interested in this conversation. I, I told our church, sex is good. In amen. fact, in the context, and I said, amen. He did audience. say amen, um, very loudly as a matter of fact. Um, and, but here's what, here's what's hard for the, for church people to grab. Like they all say that behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to say it in front of anybody. And it's like, it's like when people come in and they're like, this is the funniest to me. People are like, Hey, be praying for us. We're trying to have a baby. I'm like, so you're having a lot of sex. <laughs> is it good? And, and they're like, well, when you say it like that, it sounds bad. I'm like, Sounds like what you're telling me yep. is a be praying that one of these times works. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they get all, you, you put it in they that context, weird. you know, it's like, uh, yep, they get uncomfortable. They get like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> like, um, why do you think it's so uncomfortable for the church to have this conversation? Yeah. It's a, it's a, been a taboo subject and, and people don't know what to do with it. It's interesting. My daughter, she got married this summer and she was walking out of the house a few days after, um, she was, we had seen her middle of their, um, before they left for their honeymoon and, uh, they were walking out the door and I said, okay, go get naked. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my son, things you'd never want to hear your, your dad, dad say, say. Yeah. Yeah. my son-in-law, he, he just laughs cause he didn't, he's not looking at me. He's walking out and his back was to me and I could tell he didn't, he was just turning red <laughs> and my, my daughter just goes, don't worry, we will. Good. And off, I'm yeah. like, good for you. Yeah. But part of the problem is we've learned all of the dysfunction that goes around mm-hmm. sex. And a lot of people get married or get together for the sex, right. not for the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when the relationship gets rocky, the sex goes bad. And it's like, well, it's because you got it backward. Yeah. yeah. Focus on the relationship and sex becomes an ex- a natural expression of the relationship. Yeah. And Especially so, when it's in the confines of what God created it to be. Absolutely. Yes. Which is in a marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you... Well, you won't be shocked, but our listeners may be shocked. The amount of guys at yesterday, afterwards it came up, that were still processing Sunday, mm-hmm. that are living with somebody, that are engaged. I had one guy go, man, we're, we're living together and we're trying to abstain. And I went, how's that working for you? Mm. <laughs> and and, not, he, not and he was like, trying. well, it, it, it's, I mean, sometimes. And I was like, so let me put it to you this way. Like, if you've just come out of recovery for alcoholism and I'm like, you know what, but we're going to hang out at the bar every day and there's going to be a shot in mm. front of you. It, I just need you not to drink it. Yeah. Don't yeah, drink great it. Great analogy. Okay. Yeah. Like at some point you're going to be like, oh, a sip is not too bad. Yeah. And then, and, and again, into a shot. right. And he knew yesterday what he, he, he's literally talking to me after yesterday going, I, I think I know what I need to do. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, you don't need to ask me, but they, they want this affirmation that mm-hmm. I think what they really want me to say is not, nah, you're good. It's yeah. okay. I can't say that. I can't no. biblically say that. I think they wanted to hear you say that it's not good. They just, that's why they were there. So it, it they know it's not right. They just need you to affirm that this is not the right. Yeah. Well, here's what, and the, this is what I would say to any guy that male that comes to me. I'm like, this is on you. It's on you. It's not on her. It's not on it, literally you were called to be the spiritual head of your relationship. Man up. Mm-hmm. Like it's your, it's your lack of self-control that lets you stay in it. It's not, it, and you're the spiritual leader. You're supposed to be. And when you're not, don't be surprised when it goes awry. Well, and that's that filter, right? We all have them and we all have a belief system and we follow it. And so right. as we start walking down that road, we make decisions and those decisions have consequences. And when, then we get upset when it's not working. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, well, whose plan did you follow? Yeah. Right. Well, I, 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 I didn't come up with this term, but I've heard it for years. So I guess it's 
part of my vernacular now too. Um, but it's sexual atheism. Mm. You are a Christian in all these areas of your life over here until it comes to sex. Yeah. And then you're like, eh, I, I, let's not talk about that one. Yeah. And, and you become a sexual atheist. You're, you're a Christian everywhere else, but your sexuality becomes your atheism. And that's where you're like, well, I don't agree with God on this one, so I'm just going to do what I want. I'll read my Bible. I'll pray. I'll go to Bible study. Uh, I'll be a good person. I'll serve. I'll, all these things. I'm. Gonna, I know when to raise my hands and worship. Whatever it is, right? We give us, but we get over here to our sex sex life, and we're like, but God, that you can't. That have doesn't this exist one. there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the pursuit of pleasure. Mm-hmm. We do it in oh, all wow. our lives, and we think sex is the pursuit of pleasure. No, sex is pleasurable. Right. But it's not about pleasure. Right. Right. It's, right. Absolutely. It's about intimacy. Yeah. And we get that sideways and we think it's just about lust and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it, we bring that into our relationship with our spouse and then it goes sideways. Well, when you take it out of order of the way God intended to it to be, that's where the pain comes in. You, you start trauma in your relationship before you get married. If, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to marry that person, you bring trauma into the relationship if you're engaging that way before. Um, and if you've engaged with other people before that person, you bring all sorts of trauma. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you or, ever, or if somebody is forcefully mm. engaged with you, well, that's that a, creates other levels. And that's a whole different issue. We, we actually alluded yesterday, if there's an abuse or there's a, this is a different conversation. And again, we didn't have time to unpack that yesterday. Um, but if you, if you're being abused in your marriage, I, that's happening all the time. I, mm-hmm. I know of, of couples that are dealing with abuse inside of the relationship sexually sexual abuse in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, and someone's like, well, I had somebody say to me, well, you, how is it rape if it's your spouse? I'm That's like, what I, yeah. if they're not, if they're not willing and you're doing it in an abusive way, yep. It, it, it's, it's out of bounds. It's yeah. not what God intended for it to be. Um, and you know, and again, you're bringing trauma in every relationship that you engage sexually with before your spouse, you bring that trauma into your relationship. I, I don't know if you ever use this in youth ministry cause you did youth ministry apparently back in the thirties, um, but <laughs> way before you were born. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember I used an illustration and it, it probably breaks down quickly at some point, but, uh, I actually, a week in advance, I glued two, two by fours together and I brought them in. I just said, this, this represents you and another person engaging sexually, um, that is not your spouse. And, and then I took, while I'm preaching, I took a little crowbar and a little hammer and I separated them. And here was the problem. You can't keep a piece of that other two by four off mm. of the other two by four. Mm. And I just said, now, when you leave this relationship, a piece of them leaves with you and you carry that into your next relationship. And you've got every time there's a sexual conquest, a sexual encounter that is not with who God intended for you to be with in the confines of marriage, you, you bring a piece of that relationship and that trauma in. And you may think, man, that's, that was a great relationship. Well, now you're putting this person up against a standard that is not what they were meant to be put under, or it was a horrible relationship um, it was an abusive relationship. And again, you're taking that trauma and you're putting it on another person. And the trauma is emotionally, physically, Absolutely. spiritually, mentally. It's not just... It's all the above. It, it's all the above. Yeah. Um, so yeah. as we continue talking through this, though, I mean, because we talked about these four M's. Um, my buddy Aaron Chambers, he actually wrote this blog post a couple of years ago about it. And uh, I thought they were fun. They were brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about these four different kinds. He talked about um, the moral sex inside of marriage, which I think hits this trauma a little bit. Um yeah. You know, when you guys hear that phrase, um, moral sex within the confines of marriage, and, and then the parameters around that, you know, because that's where I talked about the couple in our last church that she came in and was like, are we allowed to have sex to worship music? And I was like, man, that's weird. Like, <laughs> just weird. I mean, but you, why not? You yeah. can. It, and if it's not weird for him and you, have a, I just, you don't need to come ask me. I don't need to tell you. Like you, yeah. you guys, you guys go figure Do it, that out. Just don't tell me the song uh, name. <clears throat> I don't need to know any. I don't even need to know it's worship. Just, just 
Sunday, people were coming up with like song names, and I'm like, y'all need no, to no. stop. You're yeah. Sunday. It for me. Here's my problem. Our seniors here at Pantano. We're, <laughs> hey, y'all, dirty. Yes. Stop coming and telling me stuff. I, I don't want to hear. Stop, stop telling me stuff. No, um, they're not dirty. They're just open. They oh, are because they don't care anymore. They are very open. Yes. Um, but but in that that morality of sex and marriage, like when you hear that, what is what what does that invoke in you from a faith standpoint, Roger? Yeah. Uh, well, it can be. Um, legalistic, you know, and, and some people grew up in that, um, being told that sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. And then all of a sudden they get married and they say, sex is good, sex is good, sex is good. Right. And it's like, wait, how does it go from bad to good? When you talk about it, it, it's always good. Right. Um, but there's a right position to be in and that's married. Right. Um, for it to really be good. Yeah. And, uh, so understanding that, the legalism piece is about when is it acceptable, right? Right, and once we understand that, and then is it helpful? Is it building the other person up, or is it I'm I'm selfish, right? Because if it's selfish, now it's immoral, right? Yeah. Well, and you said something. It's not okay if your spouse says it's not okay. Yeah. And that's a boundary and needs to be respected, or else it kind of turns into abuse if it's forced. Right. But then say I say it's not okay. Well, now I'm losing respect for you or the desire to keep doing it because now it's for all the wrong. It's not moral anymore. So right. Yeah. But part of that morality mm-hmm. is not withholding either. Yep. And yep. not saying it's never okay. Right. Well, well, wait a minute. That's that's not okay either. That's immoral. Yep. Yeah. Withholding is that's immoral. And that's where communication comes in and yep. you talk about it. And wait, come. communication. We should have talked about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. If what I'd I, been listening to what, what you said you earlier, <laughs> I'd have probably heard it. No. What I'm hearing you say is you're not listening to Amanda and I. What earlier. I heard uh-huh. you say is um, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but actually, the deeper point that we made there was it's it, it's not okay if God says it's not okay. Mm. That that is the big and and here's the deal: if you actually read Scripture, God gives a lot of freedom inside of marriage with this mm-hmm. issue of sex. Mm-hmm. A lot of freedom. Um, and, and honestly, the freedom comes as long as you can stay holy, as long as it's not bringing in immoral things from outside the world, mm-hmm. inside to your marriage, uh, like things are permissible and the, the world is skewed and messed up. And, you know, we live in a, these devices we carry around, like I, the fact that porn is now readily accessible in yeah. your, in your hand, in your pocket, it, it, when you're walking, like I, there was a guy in the airport a year ago that, you know, you, you got a wall and sometimes there's a little space you can walk behind another seat. I mm-hmm. walk behind the guy sitting in the airport with his earbuds in watching porn in the airport. Oh my gosh. And I literally, as I walked behind him, I just tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, I don't want to see that. And he's like, well, then don't look at my phone. I was like, there's kids on either side of you. Yeah. How about you turn it off or I'll go get TSA? Yeah. Well, it's funny because he may or may not be mm-hmm. a parent, but parents always say, society is showing my kids what's normal and what should be, and I hate social media. You're doing the same thing. Porn is your social media. Porn yeah. is showing you this mm-hmm. is how you're supposed to do it. These are the positions. This is this. This is that. Yeah. And then you're taking it to your spouse and saying, yeah. this is how we're going to do it. Right. And it's, it's been completely good. skewed. Yeah. Yep. It's been completely. Like, I remember a couple, remember a couple years ago, that movie Fifty Shades of Grey was number one. Oh, yeah. And, and it's actually, uh, here's what's wild. I never saw it, praise God. Don't want to see it. Had nope. no desire to see it. Nope. Um, but from what I read in a bunch of like research and articles on it, it's actually, it was all about abuse. Yeah. yeah. Power control. and abuse. Power and control. control. And, control. Yep. and it's like, how? Uh, this is what I, maybe you can answer this as a woman. Because mm-hmm. obviously I'm not one. Nope. Roger, I don't nope. think You're, you are. Nope. Um, never been. I live in a house full of them. Uh, but uh, how does that become number one in box office with women? And yet, the biggest trauma that women will tell you is this trauma. Yep. It, it was, it's not, he 
is an actor who's good looking and they put these scenarios and this music and these moments, take all that out, replace it with your husband, take out the music and have him do that to you and your perspective changes. Right. I haven't it's seen abuse. it either because that's it's power. This man has power over this woman. He's telling her what to do, how to do it, how to feel, when to feel it. Right. One hundred percent. That is abuse. So we, now we've and got, Hollywood made it look sexy. Right. They made it look sexy and with a good-looking guy. And we've That's got it. and we've got women, Christian women. Oh yeah. I know Christian women that went in groups to go see it. Yep. And I'm Snuck like, in wine, made it a whole thing. Yeah. It became like Fun Friday, and I'm like, I, I think. Yeah. I what think, are, What are they missing? Right. Mm-hmm. And there, there is a, and then there's a whole other side of there's no guy on the planet can live up to the expectation. And there's no woman on the planet can live up to the expectation of what those things promise. But even mm-hmm. when they left, I, you, you felt a little dirty, let's be honest. But did you go home and expect that from your husband? And if you did and he did it, did you feel loved? Of course not. not because it's all. not the scenario that, yeah. and then again, if you go back to scripture, the permissibility of scripture of what's acceptable inside the confines of marriage. Go read Song of Saul. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, yeah. like, go read it and get a commentary to go along with it because you'd be like, well, who cares about the sheep and the gazelle and the mountains? Well, it's like, well, well it's kind of explicit language. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the key in it, uh, Scripture says, let your spouse satisfy your desires. Yeah. Right. Right? And mm-hmm. anytime we look out of that, now we're looking for pleasure in places it shouldn't be looking Absolutely. for. And, right. But it, every addiction, everything, it, it, that's all it is, is a pursuit of pleasure somewhere mm-hmm. you shouldn't be looking. Uh one of the other, I think, important factors you got to look at is marriages and relationships. Um, they're really good when the people are healthy. Both mm-hmm. of us, mm-hmm. my wife and I, you know, we both did our work to get prepared for marriage before we even met. And you mean healthy, not just physically? Not just physically. I'm not yep. talking about being on a diet. Right. <clears throat> I'm talking about mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the healthier I am the better my marriage will be. Well, and continuing to work on it throughout your marriage. I've been married, I've been with Adam almost 17 years and we've been married almost 11. You don't stop working on it. Nope. You no. keep going and keep, otherwise what's the point? Now it we're takes just, hard work. It takes a yeah. lot. The rest it's of easy, your life. But it takes hard work. And mm-hmm. Adam has a full-time job. It, me or the, his actual <laughs> job? <laughs> Both. Read into that however job. you will. Um, <laughs> uh, but but it is, it is. You, in life you do, you got, like I've got two full-time jobs, really three. Yeah. I've got me and my wife, I've got my actual job, and then my kids. Yep. Yeah. My relationship with my kids. Well, your relationship with God, you have four. Well, that that lot. that one, if that's out of balance, yep, there's, all of it is. the Everything. rest of these aren't aren't easy. They're they're more than work. Yep. They're, they're It's loathsome because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's chaos every day. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of flipped out of this, this moral piece and then we kind of transitioned into sex as a ministry to your spouse. Um, and, and I believe it, that is a very true statement. I think it is ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is, how do you meet the needs of somebody without expecting anything in return? Right. Um, and, and that's different for every person for their benefit, for their benefit. How Correct. are they going to grow and be a better person because of the relationship they have with you? Right. In all ways. Well, and that, that scripture Paul uses the, um, I think he says something to that effect of, I'm not quoting exactly, but um, the man should fulfill the needs of his wife and the wife should fulfill the needs of her husband. And the, the, the wife's body is not her own, it's her husband's, and the husband's body is not his own, it is his wife's. And some people read that and they're like, well, Paul's just, he's saying it's okay to do whatever to you control, want. control. Right? But that's not that's what, what he's saying. saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what he's actually saying is, is like, when you guys are, when two become one, that one flesh, it doesn't give me a hall pass to go, well, you just have to like whatever I'm going to, what I want to do. That's not, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is whatever it is that brings joy and pleasure to your spouse, you, you have dominion now to do that. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't take away from, but if there's abuse, but if they're right. not, so that's what people, they think it's black and white. 
it says this. That's what it means. Well, no, it says that, but that's also encompassing all these other things that Correct. it says. Correct. It's not yeah. just one thing. Yeah. So in order to do ministry with your spouse, and there's we've gotten a lot of feedback just in the last couple of days from what people heard um, from the message and what wasn't said and the things that they, through their own filter, is mm-hmm. that uh, that understanding who I am and what I've heard, my ministry to my wife, I have to be healthy. And some people have reacted to the message because of their own abuse, their own trauma, right. their own background, those kinds of things that have maybe they haven't dealt with. They're still out there. Well, if I haven't dealt with them, that trauma comes into my relationship. And the more intimate I am with my wife, the more that trauma, the more that background comes out. And so my my duty, my responsibility is to deal with that and to heal from that mm-hmm. and grow from that so that I can experience the freedom that Jesus has given me yeah. in all things. Yeah. And it's, and it is, it becomes, it's ministry, uh, ministering to your spouse. Um, and, it, you know, those that are not married, they're like, well, I'm ministering to my girlfriend or to my boyfriend. No, you're not. You're actually causing them to live in in something outside the you're, confines of what God is calling. You're bringing to. pain. You're, yeah. you're bringing trauma and pain that you don't even realize. Even if you stay together and get married, there is a whole trauma and pain that you're going to have to deal with um, as you dig into your relationship with Jesus. There comes conviction points. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm sure both of you guys have things in life where you look back and you're like, if I could go back and do that again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> nope. And that's not even in this realm of sexuality. This is in the realm of just life, right? There's things I look back and go, huh. Like when I left Ohio to come here, there's things I do as a leader here that I'm like, I'm not going to repeat the dumb things I did back there. If I do, that's insanity. But I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to do that again, but I wish I wouldn't have done it then. But I can't, I can't change that. And there is trauma that comes with that. Mm -hmm. But I I don't think we have to stay in, and and sexual trauma is horrible. Uh, I've got, I've got family members. I've got friends. I've got people very close to me that, I mean, they've been massively sexually abused for years. And in, I'm not sure any sexual relationship short of God's redemption is ever going to not carry some trauma for them. Um, but at the same time, y- you, you live in that trauma as long as you allow yourself to not let God step into your trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, I, and I don't say that in a, if you were just more faithful. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I know plenty of people that are very faithful that their trauma is still very real and very painful. Um, but I also, I, those same people would say that it's by the grace of Jesus that, that I'm able to walk through this trauma. I mean, I, I ever come like my dad's got PTSD from Vietnam. Yeah. My dad's 57 years removed from Vietnam. Yep. My dad sees a counselor every week and for PTSD. Right. Cause he's still experiencing and those he, things. And my dad is a thousand times better than when I was growing up with his, with his anger and his trauma and all that. But there's still moments. Yeah. Like when we were, they were down here last year, we went to the, uh, what is that? A uh, fifties diner down on Broadway. Uh, and little, um, Anthony's. Anthony's. little Anthony's. Yeah. Friday night is packed. We go for their anniversary and my dad's sitting against the DJ booth because that's the only place to sit. And he's 80 and he wants to sit down. And the DJ accidentally knocks his folder off the thing that hits my dad on the back of the head and shoulders. And my dad, I watched his eyes change. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen it in like 20 years. He jumped up and I mean, he was ready to grab this dude by the throat. Yep. And I grabbed him. And I just sat him down. I was like, dad, it was an accident. And he was like, Dah. and I just, it took him like 20 minutes. to. I watched his eyes just go a different color. His pupils dilated and mm-hmm. change. And, and we would later sit on the back patio. He goes, it's the first time in years. He's just. Trauma doesn't leave you. He was like, he goes, for whatever reason, I was right back in that yep. foxhole in Vietnam. Yep. And I was like, yeah, and you're in Anthony's with me, dad. I got you. I got yep. your back. Yep. Um, but how I would have dealt with that years ago, I'd have been ticked with my dad for his re- response and reaction and been embarrassed. 
This one I wasn't. I was just like, Dad, I got you. You did ministry. You, you, yeah. You did what was in his I best I ministered interest. in his trauma to bring him back into reality. If you're with someone in your marriage and, and sex becomes a trauma, when they get into that trauma, it's okay to go, hey, we're time out. Let, let me, we don't have to do this for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's where I think where Paul says, take some time to pray. Mm-hmm. If you need to abstain for a season. Now, he, he also says, don't, for, don't let that go forever. for months and years. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to be able to work through that together, I think that's where you help heal your spouse's trauma by ministering in the moments. If this is where they've had trauma and abuse, this is where you can minister through that. Now, if you're the cause of that abuse, yep. that's a whole other issue. You're going issue. from a safe yeah. space to the trauma itself. Yeah, yeah. If you're causing the trauma or yeah. you are the trauma, um, that's a whole other issue. But yeah. you got to be able to talk about it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they don't know what to do with it, so they just stop talking because it's sex and it's taboo. Right. Yep. And and it's so intimate, especially for men. They have a really hard time expressing their needs, expressing right. And being really honest and open and vulnerable. Well, because the only way guys have dealt with sex is in the locker room with other dudes. Yep. Yeah. You know, and if you ever, God forbid, said that there was an issue, guys would just pile on that, you know, and like, yeah. oh, well, let me capitalize on that because I got my own, but you're yours, weak. But yeah. now yours is worse than mine. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not as weak as you. Yeah. And, but if, especially men, if they would learn to go, hey, I, I'm really struggling. I, I'm really like, there's been times in marriage where I've had to look at, at my wife and go, I, I could be honest with you, I'm struggling right now. And it, it goes into the next one, this maintenance sex, mm-hmm. where it's like, I just, for my own sanity, we need to engage. And she'll yeah. go, okay. And it's like that whole, like sex is not always what is painted in, even in in marriage, like movies do this in marriage too, of like, oh, it's roses and it's, you know, chocolates, chocolates and, and yeah. Hot you know, and bubble baths and all that. And I'm like, Sometimes it's just like, hey, I'll meet you upstairs. See you in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We're good. Back to what we were doing. Yeah, Back yeah. to regular scheduled programming of life, you know. Um, and, and the reality is, is like there, if you're not working to maintain that relationship in your marriage, I think Satan works overtime in that too. Mm-hmm. I, I think he just wants to, anywhere he can drive a wedge in your relationship to separate you from being what God has called you to the fullness to, he wants to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the listening part of it too. Like you said, like be vocal say how you feel in that moment but at the same time when it's vice versa listen what is your spouse saying right and because otherwise you just get in this full circle moment where it's like well i don't want to do it because you don't do this well i want to do it but i'm not going to change it i do that and it's like well it's never going to change you got right. you need to communicate and listen yep. and yep. be open about it well which which really led to that last point which was just the fun point right yep. uh, by the way henry over in revive our bilingual <laughs> service he preached the same message <laughs> And um, when he got to not, the fourth, when he got to the fourth point, the fourth point just to stay with the M's was monkey sex, mm-hmm. um, and that's the fun creative sex. And he was like, I, I couldn't okay. do it. I well, just, you got to you got to tell everybody too who was sitting on the front row. Uh-huh. His mother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to which he looked at to start the sermon and was like, You just need to know, I got to get this out in the open. I've had sex with your daughter, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. which which really it. funny that you go back to this conversation of sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is good. My wife growing up. She was told, if you have sex, I'm going to kick you out of the house. You're, mm. you know, you're they horrible. You're blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, yep. that, and again, dads of that era was like, uh, man, I'll kill a man. I'll kill you. I'll be, you, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then we get married. We get pregnant. Well, back up. Day, day after honeymoon, we had our honeymoon the first day in the town. Then we went to her mom and dad's with all my family. They came to Illinois. We opened gifts, and then we drove to the Poconos. That morning, we get, this was just a hilarious moment. And if you knew her dad, this is even funnier. So he comes walking out. He meets us in the driveway. He's got coffee stand there. And he goes, hey, how was last night? And I was like, 
you want me to answer that? And he goes, nope. Uh, actually, I don't want Like, know. he was I just trying to know. be nice, you know? Like, know what he it was, was the nicety of, yeah. like, hey, did you guys have a good night last night? And it was like, that's not the question you ask on. I, I mean, thank you, sir. Like, <laughs> great job. You did a great job. Um, you, you, uh, you're, you're part of creating <laughs> yeah, an amazing woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you um, want me to say? I don't know what you want me to say. This, but let's go Laura's open like gifts. Hiding and, inside. Uh, oh, she was already in the house. Like <laughs> gone. Yeah. Um, it, you know. But then fast forward, we get pregnant, and uh, we that next morning it was like I was like I called my mom and dad. I was like, hey, we're pregnant. My mom, of course, you know my mom and dad. My mom's all like, oh, she mm -hmm. gets all giddy, and um, Laura's like, I'm scared to call my parents, uh, and I'm like, why? She's like, they know. they're gonna know. And I'm like, I think it's, I think it's obvious. Like we've been married for a couple of years now. I'm pretty sure they know something's up. Um, it, you know, but she had this, this thing. Mm -hmm. um, right. That's but her trauma. It, a little bit, yeah. you know, uh, unimposed trauma by yeah. parents of the eighties. They well, thought they were doing the right thing. It's not normalizing mm -hmm. what's normal. Yeah. Right. And right. making it taboo until, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. And and that's why we have addiction problems right. of mm -hmm. all kinds. Yep. Well, again, why the church has missed the mark on this topic, because we've just not talked about it. Yeah. Right. And, and here's what I know. Like, I, I've people, it's funny, people will leave churches over churches talking about topics like this. Yeah. And, and it baffles me because I'm like, so you want the world to teach this? Because the world's not the world's not they're teaching not it in a, a really good job. way. They're they're not teaching it well. No. Um, they're teaching it in a marketable way that make you feel like get me my dopamine hit. It, they're yeah. selling you a drug. Well, is and what it's confusing selling. the young because I got so many text messages Sunday from students that were like, I am so uncomfortable and I'm working through them to understand, no, this is not an uncomfortable, listen to oh, what yeah. you're saying. It's not uncomfortable. Yeah. Society says it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But we're not in. They're talking about it all the time. Yeah. Just not in church. Just not in right. church. Well, I and promise not, you those not students. Not in a healthy way. Those exactly. students are, my, my wife is now subbing in the school district as a nurse. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the amount of things she is hearing, especially oh, the high, the middle school level, it's devastating. Even at the upper elementary level, nope. about this topic, yep. you're like, when you've got when you got sixth graders going, I'm scared I might have an STD. Yep. And they don't even know what they're really saying. Or they pressured yeah. me to do this in the movies, right. and I'm like, how do they even know to do that? You're right. in seventh grade. Well, it's because crazy. we carry these devices that yep. you can hit a Google search like that and find whatever you want. Church should be the only device when it comes to teaching children uh, sexuality. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. And this this creative sex, though, that mm -hmm. as as Henry so eloquently called it, <laughs> um, it you know, start with but. But it's it, this is the creative sex. This is the this is it's fun. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable. It, we're the we're the only creation that God created where sex is not for just procreation, but for enjoyment and fun. Yep. And um and I I really believe like there should be you should have fun with this part of your marriage. And if you've not had fun before, um, it's probably because you've not dealt with some of the things in the past, um, or you've grown up in a culture that has told you this is bad, mm -hmm. this is wrong. You can't have fun doing this. It, it, the, I've had Christians go, this is just for you to have babies. Mm. Okay. okay, well, I'm sorry for you. That's a So back in the day when you were um, just wet behind the ears, um, Nancy Reagan um, started this campaign, Say No to Drugs. Oh, yeah. Massive failure. Yeah. And we we in the church, a lot of times, instead of talking about sexuality. Say no to sex. We say no, no, say no to sex. It doesn't work. Right. Because if I say no to that, what just, what's in, you know, don't do that. Don't touch that. What a kid want to do? Right. Touch. Well, Touch. remember that. Yeah. Remember yeah. the the whole uh, true love weights. Yeah. And purity, purity rings, and it, which I, well intended. Um, but what it, I grew up in the you know, the purity culture of church. Can I tell you what it made me want to do? Everything. But Everything but sign that card. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to tell me that true love weight. My, I'm, I'll dictate what my love does, not you. Yeah. That reminds um, me of Jonas Brothers when they did the purity rings. And oh these yeah. Girls were obsessing over them, but it's like, hold on, you're teaching them like to be. 
abstinent and wear purity rings, but they're you're sexualizing yourself, right? And now they're confused, right? <laughs> right. Again, in the and again, well intended, yep. just cause a lot of trauma. Yep. Um, well, we've had a good two weeks um, because we landed this plane with, hey, it, this isn't just about your marriage, but it it applies because if you're doing this out of the confines of marriage, then you're out of you're out of bounds. And it, it is going to cause mass trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your marriage is not doing it in a godly way, but you're going to the world for your advice and for how to do these things in marriage, you're, there's trauma there. And that that's where the abuse comes in. That's where the, the control comes in, the power comes in. Um, and, and so I, I would say it's a delicate balance from what we talked about this weekend. Um, it, we were talking about it and how do you get healthy this way in your marriage? Um, obviously, we there's a myriad of other things we could have we could have had in this message about it. Um, we just don't have that kind of time, but we do here. That's why we're unpacking some of this here today. And we're um, not going to hit everything, so don't get mad if we didn't talk about it. No, we only no. Have so I, much I wish time. I could, but that's called a symposium, and yeah, we'd be here we for hours upon forever. hours upon yeah. hours. Come to come to Roger's seminar. But if you um, want to talk about it or have things you need to discuss or have questions, that's what we're, our ministry is here for. Right. And in the words of yeah. a 90s hip-hop song, let's talk about sex. Baby. Uh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that was the other line. Um <laughs> But we're going to redeem that because that song was not great either. Um, so what's coming up, Amanda? What do we have coming in the confines of Pantano? Back, well, let's back to Weekend to Remember. That's at Lowe's Ventana Canyon, eighty-seven fifty per person. It's from March 22nd to March 24th, and it is amazing for all marriages, whether they're good, bad, whatever you need. Um, they give you the tools to and, have a successful and, and healthy marriage. And with that, marriage. I would encourage you to stay at stay. the hotel. Yes. Don't, yeah. don't travel Be, back and well, forth. Well, they, Get a they have homework if you have for kids. you when you're there. Yes, yes. and you want to be in a hotel homework. room there. For the homework. So, yes. It's important. Uh, we have, so students one day is coming up. They still have time to sign up for yeah. that. January student, 27th. One, the student one day I'm yep. excited for, I'm actually get to speak for it, which is kind of oh, fun that's for cool. me. Because apparently I'm still kind of in touch enough to talk to high school students. You're still hip. Um, cool. uh, that's not true by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Uh, I can't even say imagination. Like imagination. Um, but uh, I'm excited to get to hang out with them. And uh, I think it's going to be an unbelievable one day here. Ha, this is going to, it's going to be insane. It's gonna I'm going to be there just because I want to be a part of it. I well, feel FOMO. Well, you're still trying to be in high school, but that's okay. I am um, hip. I uh, am cool. That's not true. Okay. Um, we have Rebecca is doing the I Wish I Had Friends on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be, be, it's going to be really good. Everything's going to be. Um, hey, you know what's great? Grady just walked in the room and. Let's see how comfortable uh, Grady he wants to be, he really, he needs to be on a microphone. Yeah. Grady, Maybe. you want to, you want to come talk about the sex with us on the microphone? He's just shaking no. that head so hard. Actually, truth be told, Grady actually kept a tally on Sunday of how many times he was uncomfortable. Uh-huh. How and many it was, was a lot. it? 15? Yeah, 15. Uh, 15 <laughs> times. Um, I, I feel like that's a good tally mark, about one every every minute, minute and a half. Um, and I was ministering to him of why you shouldn't be uncomfortable. Absolutely. That's right. Um, It'll be fine. Uh, what else we got? Um, well, with the with Rebecca, the worship is going to be amazing. Nobody wants to miss this. That Between her message and worship, it's going to be a powerful Sunday. I'm excited. I am excited. Rooted starts Are on you the saying 21st. that with Isaiah here this last week and it wasn't? No, with Isaiah, it's always good. <laughs> Isaiah is just, that man brings me so close to Jesus every time, even just in his presence. He's such I a good I love that dude. man. Love yep. Um, show up or shut up. Still have two more Mondays. Going two more Mondays. That. I know nothing about it because I am not a man. I don't even mess with my name. Actually, right now. your name says a man. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, and kids connect starts on Wednesday, so that's starting back up, which is good. So if you have kids on Wednesday nights, they can. And students is back on Wednesday. Stud- students is they back. Started last they started week, didn't last week. They started last week. So yeah, all lots, connect kids. Lots of students. Adult hey, can I can yes. I just tell you how dumb I am? Like oh yes, please. I, I, I told <laughs> you, you have have to tell us. No, you probably know, <laughs> but it just gets dumber. Yeah. Uh, so someone was like, "Are you coming to?" connect on Wednesday night. And I was like, am I coming to what? 
And I didn't realize the student program was called Student Connect. I thought it was just like, hey, we're hey, we're telling students, hey, come connect. And somebody was like, no, it's called Wednesday Night Connect. Literally. I was like, oh, how long have we been doing that? They're like, the whole time you've been here. Oh, I know. Like the whole time you've been here. I was like, oh, that's great. You know, the time you drummed for them, I don't know, twice and spoke on stage. It's all been called Connect. I didn't connect. know what the name was. Yeah, I just, connect. I just thought it was Pantano Students. It's Wednesday connect. night. I also didn't know we had an elevator until about a year ago. Oh, there's that. Oh. Even though it says elevator on the door. Really on, big, too. Really big, so everybody big can letters. see it. And I learned yesterday over in the uh, student or the children's uh, difference maker room, there's a bathroom in there. Do you know that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that yesterday, too. I'm learning all sorts you of things. You sound about like it. me right now. I'm learning all sorts <laughs> of things about Pantano. I just didn't know before. Uh, there's just spot- And you walk around all the but time. But there's spots I just don't go. Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't get in the elevator. Why would I know there's well, an elevator? Well, GLS, we didn't know how to find any rooms by oh, number. Oh, people were telling we were me like, numbers. They were like, hey, can you take them to room 14C? I'm sure like, nope. can't. Like, <laughs> no idea nope. where that nope, is. No, but I'll make it up. Hey, yeah. sure. I can own it. Yep. Own it until you figure it out. It's so. fine. We have a big campus. It's fine. Um, Roger, we ask every guest this. Um, and you, you're not a guest anymore. You're starting to become a regular cause you've been here before. Um, but if you could leave our listeners, especially based off the conversations we've had today with marriage, relationship, sex, um, if you, if this was the last time you're gonna be able to give a piece of advice on those issues, what would you tell families? Well, I would tell individuals, not even families, uh, don't get stuck. If you feel stuck, that's on you and do something about it. Take some next steps, get some help. There's plenty of help. There's plenty of resources. There's no reason to be stuck. And if you're feeling stuck in your relationship, feeling stuck with yourself, start moving. Yeah. Take some steps. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and then the communication. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not talking to somebody outside of your spouse, and I'm not talking about, I'm going to go talk to this other lady that's not my wife because she mm-hmm. seems to understand. That's a horrible idea. I'm talking about professional help. Um, you need to get professional help. Guys, go talk to guys. Ladies, go talk to ladies. Um, and then together, go talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. It's okay. It's okay to get help. We all need help at some point in time. Uh, but Make Community, we love having you on here. By the way, the whole premise of this podcast um, is to go a little deeper on things we talk about on the weekends, but it's also to take you from Sunday taking to everyday making. So get out in the community, make disciples. I can't wait to see what 2024 is going to hold. Um, we are in the midst of it. The 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 snowball is rolling down the mountain right now, and it's yep. just picking up some speed, and it's fun. Hey, Make Community, do me a favor. If you would share this, um, go like it, go review it. It puts it in the queue for other people to see it. Follow us um, on social media. Fo- what is our social media? It is uh, The Make Community. The Make Community yep. on Instagram. Leave messages, questions, anything you got. It, you it's can not go The Make Connect. No, it's the make definitely. <laughs> How do you spell one, Roger? How do we spell one? It only takes one letter. Hey, by the way, with the sex talk, uh, yeah, what's our yeah, text Roger. number? I'm just curious. Do you, what's our text number, I Roger? No Four, Four, six, three, six, five. five Six, six, something. six. That's mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. Um, but do us a favor, go share hey, what's this. What's social media? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> at the Make Community. Uh, and you can go to anchor.fm slash the make. You can leave us voice messages there and maybe we'll put them in the show. We'd yeah. love to have you there. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.